Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, July 25th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. Join me is LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. My fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim motherfucking Gettys. Let Tim host. Bless, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Tim. How are you doing? Oh, I'm feeling electrified, man. What a weekend this was, us reacting to all the Comic-Con stuff, all the Marvel Studios stuff. You guys know me. I love this stuff. It's really near and dear to my heart and my hype levels, and my hype levels have been re-energized this last weekend, man. And I got at least two to three more years to ride off of this high, so I'm feeling really good about that. What is the one project you're most looking forward to? I mean, I recently read through Jonathan Hickman's entire run up to Secret Wars, and it is Secret Wars, man. Like that, oh, yeah? If they pull off that in, in even a fraction, if it is as good as Infinity War and Endgame War compared to the comics, we are in for a treat. And even that, those were way better than the comics. This is going to be a tall order to be as good as Secret Wars. But I mean, do you think it can I have be? hope. Because, like, what to do it? They got to get back the X Men. They got to get back like the the, the Spider Man again. They might have to get back like the fanta- the original Fantastic Four. Combine them with the new Fantastic Four. They'll like they got to get out. back everybody. That, there's a lot of things they can do. All I'm saying right now is Miles Teller as the Maker. If they give me that, mm. then I'll be happy. But we'll mm. see. That, that, that's so far away. If I wanted to know, if you want to know, if, if I want to know, is this the first time you've worn this bomber jacket on content? It's the first time I've officially worn it on kind of funny content that wasn't okay. just TikToks of us at Summer Game Fest. This is an unreleased kind of funny bomber jacket that, I need that one day, one day will be released. There's a lot of uh, Easter eggs on this jacket that I am not ready oh. to reveal. There's, I'm oh. not quite ready, everyone. Oh, there's but now two of them in San Francisco. Right, two now. of those jackets. Yeah. But eventually, in the coming months, there will be many, many more around the globe. Now, Tim, I want to bring up something, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Late last week, I got a package in the mail. And you know how, like, we get press packages all the time. Oftentimes, it's like stuff to promo games. I got this one piece of mail that only had one thing in it. And it is this feather attached to a piece of paper that says, that, that reads, uh, on June 17th, 1997, a brand new genre of video games is born with this special and unique title, Happy 25th Anniversary. This was the only thing in the package. There was no return address. There was no reference to what the game was. And I've been racking my brain to figure out what this game is without looking it up. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure it out. And I feel like this is going to be one of those ones that embarrasses me. Where it's like, oh man, of course it's XYZ game. I mean, I like that you're putting that out there, though, dude. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like that, like, because yeah, we're all everyone can't know everything. I'm looking at this. Let's see. On June 17, 97, brand new genre of video games was born. I've been Blue going. I feather. Like Final Fantasy VII is not it, right? Like no, it's not even a Blue Mario City Four came out in '96. '96, still Blue Feather in that either. Like, Banjo-Kazooie has feathers in it, but I think that came out in 1998. And also, I don't think that gave birth to a new genre. That definitely did not. That (laughs) font, too, is very... 
yeah right like like, huh this looks familiar and i've been trying to not look it up because it's i mean this is we're talking n64 ps1 era of course like that's my shit right the n64 shit i cannot think of what birthed a new genre but also has to deal with a blue feather yeah sonic the hedgehog doesn't have feathers and i don't think i don't think we're gonna say sonic uh adventure or any of those games gave gave birth to a new genre nah very interesting yeah i I will think about it chat i want you to think about it too chat think about it also chat don't look it up either well the chat seems like they answered it for us or at least potentially do you want to hear what does chat have to say the chat's saying harvest moon apparently and that that would be something that both you and i don't know and you look at that font that font does look like the harvest moon i can see the little dumb cow there's a dumb cow okay and that's a new okay yeah like the farming simulator okay you know what i buy it harvest moon all right Mm -hmm. happy happy 25th anniversary oh and and yeah harvest moon definitely invented that that kind of farming genre yeah as far as i remember yeah yeah we figured very cool (laughs) thank you congratulations chat I don't know why they would send this to me of all people. Like I've never once mentioned Harvest Moon in my life, but I appreciate it. Happy anniversary, happy twenty fifth. Uh, mm-hmm. Go out and rent a car. <laughs> Enough about that. Today's stories include EA making a Black Panther game. Uh, I lost the document. There it is Star Wars Jedi Survivor leaks and more because this is kind of funny. Jeff games Grubb Daily. games daily. Oh, sorry. Jeff Jeff Grubb going off today. Uh, each and every weekday at ten a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, to patreon.com slash games or bronze members or above, get to write in. And silver members or above, get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post show. Housekeeping for you, a new Kinda Funny X-Cast is up right now, and it's episode 100, featuring appearances from Alana Pierce and Major Nelson. You can go check that out right now on youtube.com slash Funny games and on podcast services around the globe also are you one of those marvel freaks while you're in good company we got reactions to those comic-con announcements of phase five and phase six over on youtube.com slash kind of funny did you guys do the black panther trailer reaction as part of that yeah we did so we there's two videos live now on youtube.com slash kind of funny one is our reaction to the entire animation panel uh which includes our reactions to the i am groot trailer and then the other is the phase five and six uh panel that we also included our reactions to the she hulk trailer and uh black panther 2 which god damn one of the best trailers of all time (laughs) oh man it is it's legitimately so tearing up while watching that trailer on in an uber on saturday with like Plus, earbuds in being like oh man this is my shit right here it's been at least 24 hours since i i have not had the constant ringing in my mind of that transition into oh all god. right oh my god i like the thing michael hyam uh, put out a tweet where he was like as he was watching the trailer he was like man this would be sick if it transitioned right to kind of Lamar. and then it did and it's like god damn you're geniuses it was they so fucking good. know what they're doing you know, it's so good. I cannot wait. That is coming later this year, which goddamn, like, all right, Marvel hype is back for me. Not that it, like, ever went away fully, but Phase 4 has been, uh, you know, it's been middling a bit compared to what we got with the fantasticness of Phase 3. And so I've been waiting to kind of get back in <clears throat> into, like, the, the full Marvel hype. And I think it's back now with, like, the end of Phase 4 going to Phase 5. 
Oh, it's about to be fantastic. Bless. But I know this is kind of funny game. Sailor. We'll get to that in one sec. I just need to bring up because we're talking about dope music in these trailers. Did you watch the Shazam 2 trailer? I watched the f- the first one. Yeah, where they had Watch the Throne. Murder uh, to Excellence. Are you talking about it? No, 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 no. That's Black Adam. That's Black Adam. Oh, sorry. You're right. That was Black Adam. No, I've not seen the Shazam trailer. Then. All right. I, I don't want to ruin it for you because there is a song that you specifically I feel like me and you are going to be on the exact same wavelength, which I never thought we'd get an, get an epic version of in a trailer. And I was like, this is fucking perfect. And throughout the trailer, it just gets better. The movie looks whatever. The trailer mm. looks whatever. But the song and edit, oh, my God. Anyway, oh, hell yeah. I'll watch games. that after this show. For now, uh, let me tell you about uh, Gamescast, the post show. Are you a fan of it? Uh, well, the kind of fle- the kind of feudy questionnaire is back. I posted it on my Twitter. If you go there, if you click the link, fill out the Google form, uh, you can help shape the answers in a future kind of feudy game. And here's the thing, right? Kind of feudy is fun for two reasons. I think it's really fun for the contestants to figure out, you know, what the survey says, try to see if, if they're in line with what the popular vote is, the popular opinion, and a lot of these prompts. But also... It's fun because Tim, Andy, Barrett often get frustrated with the answers, all right? Mm-hmm. And, like, here's the thing. If you want to go in there, get goofy, get goofy. But also, goofy. my request is help me out. Sometimes well, people will put in answers in there where they're getting too cute, right? Like, they just want to say Mario, but instead they, they say the guy with the red cap. And I'm like, that's not going to get included in the count. Because the way I do this is I organize by uh, alphabetical order what the answers are. And I go and I count, like, when the first entry is and where the last entry is and i copy or i don't i don't copy but like i I do math and i'm like okay cool that's how i get things in if you're being too cute in your answers the answers can't do math i can't do the math right sometimes i'll do the control f but a lot of the times like when i'm listen i know sheets only to a certain extent Mm -hmm. if i control f look up look up you know shadow of mordor it gets every single shadow of mordor from all of the answers so i can't necessarily go about that route for a lot of the, the prompts and so just think about it just think about how like somebody compiling these answers might go about it don't get too cute, but also, you know, have fun with it. Have some fun. Now, I will say, for people that don't know what we're talking about, Kind of Feudy is a game that Bless has been doing as the post show for the Kind of Funny Games cast and on uh, Patreon. It is incredible. It is some of the best content we've ever made. You should go check it out, patreon.com slash games. Most episodes of the game cast end with a uh, Kind of Feudy, and it is – there are so many twists and turns. Have oh, yeah. I won ever? I don't think so. Has Greg Miller won 95% of them? He's such a fuck. I hate him. I hate that man. He somehow, I don't like, I don't know if he's lost while being on the show. The only times I remember Andy or other people winning are when Greg isn't able to make it in for whatever reason. Greg is somehow very talented at Kind of Feudy. Is it because he's been covering video games for over 10 years? Possibly, over 15 years? Possibly. Possibly. (laughs) Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady. Gordon McGuire and Al Tribesman. Today we're brought to you by ExpressVPN, MeUndies, and Athletic Greens, but We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have eight stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. Speaking of Black Panther, a new Black Panther game is reportedly in the works. I am pulling from Mike Minotti at GamesBeat. Electronic Arts is getting into the superhero game with a new title based on the Black Panther, according to a report from Giant Bomb member and formerly GameSpeed staffer Jeff Grubb on his daily news show, Game Mess Mornings. 
Uh, according to, to Grub, the title is an early development and is a single-player affair. A new Seattle studio founded by former Monolith Productions VP and studio head Kevin Stevens is likely working on the new project. Starting with the death of one Black Panther, players take on a character that is becoming the newest incarnation of the Wakandan hero. Uh, that is from Gamesby. I'm going to then pull some details from Nibel, uh, who pointed out that the title is, proje- is, uh, is, is titled project rainier currently uh it is being developed by the new studio headlined by ex-monolith vp kevin uh, stevens uh, and published by ea it is an open world single player game where the player becomes the new black panther and it is early in development tim react my god let's go i am so down for this i know that ea uh you hear those letters and you're like oh not like this you know especially uh with what we've got kind of gotten in the past already but i'm excited about this i think that black panther is uh, an incredible character with an incredible world that we are now more ready for than ever. And I think on top of that, like we are itching for a single player game. Like I think that the biggest problem with Avengers is that there was a lot of good in it. And I think that the people that played through it realized that that good was just surrounded with a lot of stuff that the majority of people playing didn't want to interact with and didn't want to deal with. And that bogged down the good that that game had to offer, which in my opinion was Kamala Khan's story and a lot of the kind of single player elements of the game. Uh, even then, I don't think that it was perfect. The The story wasn't nearly as good or uh, the gameplay wasn't as fascinating to me as uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's saying something because the Guardians gameplay wasn't the highlight of that game either mm-hmm. um but guardians to me is a perfect example that single player marvel games not only can work alongside the mcu in some ways can even exceed elements that we love of the mcu and i feel like that could be true here as well and uh ea while most of the time means bad things it also means things like jedi fallen order so if we yeah. get a black panther jedi fallen order type hell yeah i'm in yeah, I think this goes back to the conversation of how uh, Disney games, with Mar- Marvel games specifically, I feel like they led this charge of, let's find the right developers for the job, let's spread out the love a bit so that not one studio is getting all these games, you know, in the way that we've seen over the last decade, EA have that Star Wars deal, and how that led to years of us not getting exciting Star Wars games, and when we did, they were Battlefront ones, which were fine for all intents and purposes, but also missed out on a lot in terms of making Battlefront an exciting franchise again, right? And you get Battlefront 2 that had a lot of monetization problems. And then eventually you get Jedi Fallen Order, but that is toward the tail end of what this EA Star Wars deal was. I like the fact that they are spreading out between different publishers. Cool. Let's give PlayStation uh, Spider-Man so they can have Insomniac work on it and make a banger Spider-Man game. Let's give Square Guardians and see what they can do with it. Let's give Square Avengers and see what they can do with it, right? And sometimes that hits sometimes it doesn't right sometimes it's fine yeah midnight suns let's get let's give that to somebody else and doing that with black panther with ea i know ea like you said uh give makes people kind of recoil in fear a little bit because we're so used to ea um you know having some hits quite a few misses but like i i think in all not necessarily being the publisher we look to to put out the bangers and the way that we know playstation first party is going to give us the bangers that we want that said you have your respawns there right that are able to come through and make things like jedi fallen order and make things like titanfall 2 and apex and this is a new ea studio and we don't really know what this studio is capable of yet um i think that is the thing that is you know give me both that bit of oh okay let's see how this goes but also a little bit of excitement in terms of all right, cool. Like this isn't an EA studio that we know to 
fuck up, right? Or has a history of fuck ups, right? Like this isn't, uh, not to, I feel like this is throwing shade at Bioware, not to throw shade at Bioware, but this isn't a Bioware that is coming off of two misses in a row when you're talking about Anthem and um, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. This is a new studio that could do exciting things, especially if they're learning from uh, their sister studios, right? So studios like Respawn in order to make, mm-hmm. make a hit. Uh, I Motive think as well. Just, Right? Motive as well, yeah. You know, and bless you and I have been on Games Daily a lot recently, and we've been talking a lot about Ubisoft and kind of how they are in this really bad, awkward place uh, in in the industry overall. And I feel like EA was in a very, 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 very bad place a couple of years ago, but it's slowly been kind of getting out of that, and there are still a lot of bad elements to it. There's a lot of uh, bad things that, like, Bioware still needs to prove itself beyond just remastering its best old games right but um ea besides respawn they have done things like the partnership for like it takes two right yeah. with uh with hazelight and things like that but then also we got star wars squadrons out of motive that isn't a game for everybody but was a game for the people that they it was, were making yeah, it for good right? quality game and it's a good quality star wars game so it's like i i don't think that uh this is bad news at all i think that mm-hmm. at, at worst this is neutral news and Yes, it's on them to prove to us whether it's going to be good or bad. But I, I have faith in this one. Yeah, and so far the things they're saying to me sound interesting. The idea of it being an open world Black Panther that wouldn't have been my immediate go to for Black Panther, but it's something I'm I'm down to see. You know, we've had uh, open world super superhero games come out and be bangers. We've had Arkham City come out and really set the tone in terms of oh shit, like this mm-hmm. is a, one of the best Batman games ever. We've had Spider Man games. Well, those have been open world for almost two decades at this point, right? But the latest ones have really pushed the envelope in terms of being these open world games that I think stand toe to toe with some with some of the best open world games out there. I'm down to see what a Black Panther open world game uh, can look like. And speaking of Jake Bakes Cakes writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says, Good morning, Bless and Tim. Jeff Grubb started the week off hot with a fresh scoop on an EA published Black Panther game. What would make this the quintessential Black Panther game? Insomniac created the best web slinging Spider Man, and Rocksteady built a combat system that not only defined Batman, but ended up influencing the future of combat in games. What does this game need to do to stand out from other open world games and more importantly be true, uh, be a true Black Panther game? Thanks for all you do and keep up the 10 out of 10 content. And that kind of leads into the point that uh, I'm about to make, right? Which is you look at Spider-Man and that as an open world game works so well because they got the locomotion of Spider-Man so right. The feeling of web swinging across New York is so perfect. And that is Insomniac. That is Insomniac's bag. That is what they do best. And they're able to nail that with that game. If Black Panther can kind of do its own thing in terms of navigating through the world, I think that could be something spe- uh, special as well. Because I go back to watching the Black Panther movie and the scene where, um, oh, I forget what city it was, but it was like the chase scene where they were chasing after the cars and shit. It was uh, Seoul. Was it right? Seoul? Seoul? Yeah, I, did, I think it might have been Seoul, Korea. That sounds uh, maybe right. Uh, but as you were, as like Black Panther is uh, running through the city during the car chase, the way Black Panther moves, the way he navigates, I think you can turn that into gameplay, especially in an open world setting, and turn that shit dope. Absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, in the last, what what is it, I guess four years since we got God of War and Spider-Man, uh, where Spider-Man swinging is such a defining feature of it, and God of War throwing the, the Leviathan axe, like the way that it feels is such a defining thing that if we got a Thor game, that's how we'd want it to feel. What is the Black Panther feel right and i think you're nailing it it's that momentum and i think that uh with everything that we've seen from black panther in the movies where the more hits he gets he like absorbs the power and is able to use that in different ways i think using that type of momentum for both 
for both the locomotion of it all, but also for combat, like melee combat specifically, I think there's a lot of really cool gameplay opportunity there to kind of motivate you to keep moving forward and keep kind of being aggressive as you like make your way through whatever environments you're in. So I definitely think that that is the, the gameplay mechanic that I think can be unique to or fairly unique at least to Black Panther, but to really make the game stand out in uh, a way that focuses on momentum over anything. Yeah, and I think that extends to combat as well. I think Spider-Man feels so good in its combat because they really capture the the acrobatic feel of being Spider-Man and hopping around and throwing people in the air and like swinging them around. I, I think you can uh, Black Panther has a lot of those same acrobatic elements, and of course the feel has to be slightly different because it is him with that Panther style, you know, combat as opposed to Spider-Man who is swinging all over the place, jumping all over over the place. If Black Panther can can feel i think swift and sharp in his movements and you and if you can adapt that you know the black panther movie uh, absorbing the the energy and being able to release that in an ultimate style maneuver i think that stuff could be super dope as well but i think not even uh using it in like just a big splash or whatever type thing like we see in the marvel studios logo right but also mm -hmm. like the in terms of its movement of making him be able to jump farther right like if yeah. he has more kinetic energy in him or like that stuff like i feel like they can do some really good risk versus reward type gameplay where you take the hits you absorb the energy and then release it in different ways whether they're combat focused like you're talking about or more kind of uh getting around the the area with different mobility options like that could be extremely cool yeah and i think another thing to jake Bake's question of what does this game need to do to stand out from other open world games and be a true black panther game it being an open world the more i think about it, it excites me because i assume it's going to be an open world wakanda um, and if that's the case, there are very few open world. I don't know if I know any actually open world games that take place in Africa, especially in an African uh, city, uh, especially in a city like Wakanda. And so I think right there, stylistically, there's so much you can do to make that world stand out visually uh, and in terms of like what the world building is of Wakanda, make that an actual thing that really gives that world character that's going to stand out from any other open world game that we've played before. And then that even ex extends out into um things like soundtrack you know one of the things i love most about the black panther movie is that um the they partnered up with kendrick lamar to do, to do the full soundtrack and the music for black panther is so sick and stands out so much and has a a very unique sound if you could do that in the video game side of things and maybe you know it doesn't have to be kendrick lamar because i know that is probably an expensive task but partner up with a specific artist to do the soundtrack and have that mixture of the Wakandan uh, African drums that we hear in the movies, but then also maybe give it sort of a, a hip hop flair that's going to uh, stick with people. I think there's so much you can do with this game that'll really separate it from other open world games that's gonna, uh, that could be dope and really stick with people in that way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that the open world side of it is the thing that always like worries me because like that's not the type of game I, I tend to uh, enjoy, but like Guardians is more my vibe in terms of like I like the linear storytelling but Spider-Man's a perfect example where it's an open world but it's also like it, it's manageable and I feel like it, the story is still is designed in a way that the golden path is uh totally worth playing even if you're just going to do that and I I think that if they design it that way like this this Black Panther game has the potential to kind of hit the strengths of all the previous Marvel games we've had so far, whether it's mm -hmm. Avengers or Guardians or Spider-Man, and kind of make it its own thing with, with its unique Black Panther vibe. And yeah, I think the last important thing that I'd want to see is an incredible story. And I think that's yeah. where Guardians really sh like shined. 
uh, is it had characters that lived up to and were similar but different than the MCU characters that we've come to know and love. And I think Guardians are uh, very specific because the majority of the world was introduced to them through the movies. So we expect the characters to act like that as opposed to how they used to be in the comics or whatever. Whereas characters like Spider-Man, we all have a lifetime of understanding and knowledge of Peter Parker and his story and the rogue gallery and all of that stuff. So getting a different taste, a different vibe kind of uh, is, is more expected. Whereas like the guardians game, every single person that played it was like, all right, do I like this as much as I like the MCU characters? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's that one-to-one -one comparison. And I think Black Panther is kind of in the middle of that. But I do mm -hmm. think the reality is people think of Black Panther based on the movies more than they do based on the comics. And I yeah. think that that is a – they already have the setup and the lane to, to run through of, yeah, just turn that into a video game. And all the style that you're talking about of the, the music and the vibe and the look of it, right? Oh, my God. Think about how beautiful this game could be. Oh my god! Yeah, th like there's so much you can do with it. I think uh, visually and stylistically, that can that can push it forward. Uh, story wise, the thing I'm most interested in is it starting with the death of one Black Panther and you becoming an original um, Black Panther, who I think is going to be an original character for the game. Is what what, what it sounds like. Um, I, I don't get that vibe because you know? like this this is written in a in a way that seems a little bit like. I don't know. It's weird that they say that because, I mean, like, think about the movies even, right? Like, T'Chaka died and then T'Challa became Black Panther. I think that's mm. probably what they're going to do. I could see that. I could also see it being the other way of, hey, people associate T'Challa with um, uh, Chad Bowes. Uh, Chad Chadwick. Chadwick Chad Boseman. Thank you. I was like, wait, no, not Chad Boseman. Uh, with Chad Chadwick Boseman. And I think I could, I could see it being the thing of, hey, let's pay respects to the fact that he is T'Challa and for the time being, not that we don't want T'Challa to come back, but in the the being so close to it, maybe we should do a different Black Panther to pay respect to, hey, that is the guy that is like in the way that we see um, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, the way we see like the way we, the way we identify certain characters so strongly with with an act with certain actors and Chadwick Boseman being being uh, so beloved as T'Challa, I could see the argument for them going, all right, no, let's make it an original character. Let's you know, and even if it is the death of the black panther if that is uh t'challa and it's done in a way where it seems like they're, they're going in wakanda forever where it is no this is we're going to honor this we're going to memorialize this we're going to make it uh, special for the people watching this who want to uh, remember the original t'challa as we move forward with with a, a different direction for the for uh black panther i could see that working but also don't yeah I'm, i also don't know if it's 100 we're not going to do t'challa either I understand this is a it's very nuanced and complicated and the reality is there is no right way to handle this situation this is mm. like a, a fairly unique thing in our our lifetime uh to happen and I, I i understand everyone has their own opinions about recasting not recasting all this stuff so there's no right answer sure. having said that i think that the movies the way that they're handling it i respect it and like i i like totally especially after seeing that trailer i'm like yes that's great but T'Challa's character is so iconic and has so many amazing storylines that I think the games need to separate the, separate themselves from the MCU and not just do follow the kind of lineage of that story that they're telling because there are decades of amazing Black Panther, specifically T'Challa storylines that mm. I feel like this game can kind of get into in a way that the movies at this point can't. So I would like to see it be T'Challa in this. We'll have to wait and see for now. Let's talk about Ubisoft once again with story number two. Ubisoft's roller champions will soon be canceled, it is claimed. This comes from Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. 
Ubisoft's free-to-play sports title Roller Champions will soon conclude uh, development uh, just months after launch, it is claimed. Speaking on the Xbox era podcast, Giant Bomb journalist Jeff Grubb claimed that Roller Champions is going to be canceled after Season 3, reading a message from a source. VGC has requested comment from Ubisoft. Announced in 2019 and launched in May 2022, Roller Champions is a free-to-play online sports game developed by Ubisoft Montreal. The game has received several seasons of content following its launch, and according to Ubisoft's recent financial call, is tracking better than Hyperscape, Ubisoft's now-canceled Battle Royale. However, this reportedly hasn't translated into much popularity. At the time of writing, less than 100 people were watching the game on Twitch. The hits keep coming, Tim. They do, man. Ubisoft, what are you doing? What's happening? What's going to happen? I don't know. You know, yeah. th- this is obviously not a surprise. And, uh, uh, man, game development's hard. You know, and, like, looking at this, it's like, it's this is not something we want to celebrate. Like, games getting shut down, games not working out. Especially games that people are, some people are enjoying. But yeah. and until Ubisoft, like, gets their shit together and, like, supports the games correctly and makes sure that they're not spreading their their library too thin in terms of like what they're even asking of the communities and how many of these different types of games they're putting out it's going to continue to be this way like you need to they they're in a a entire reboot point they have to they have to just reset and move forward with like defining what a new ubisoft is and i'm going to keep saying this until they eventually make the changes and it's going to be a broken record situation i apologize to all of you yeah i wonder what the shift is going to be for them i wonder if it is I I think we talked about this before about Assassin's Creed Infinity and how that seems to be the big one in terms of this shift to them, uh, for them turning a lot of their games into games as a service. Assassin's Creed is is going to be pivotal. If that doesn't hit, the way they want it to hit as a live live ongoing game, then I think all this crumbles and we see them revert back and hopefully get back to what, um, I think Ubisoft is good at, right? Which oftentimes are these, uh, open world single player um, adventure games, right? Like, I and that and the Rainbow Six Sieges of the world, you know, I think that was working so well for them during the mid PS4 PS4 era, and then they had some misses that really made them shift and really made them have to rethink who they are. And right now, they it seems like they really don't know uh, who they are, and it's a bummer because for me, Roller Champions is a game that. I thought was fine, but had a lot of promise. Um, I think if they followed up, and I, I mean, this is like this is a report, and I this is uh, Jeff Grubb reading from a source, and so who knows if this is like how concrete this is, and maybe they, they do revert back to going. Actually, no, let's keep it going. That could still happen. Uh, but the idea that of, of them closing it after season three, I'm like, dude, Roller Champions launched in a pretty fine state, and for me, that game was missing the content to drive it. I think that game needed more modes. I think that game needed better cosmetics, better unlockables, better prices for the cosmetics and unlockables. And I think stuff like that could have kept the um, the a player a, a more consistent player base that would have evangelized the game if it had hit the way that I think it, it could hit. Um, because it reminded me a lot of Knockout City. You know, Knockout City was one that we played for a few months and had such a, a good time with. But even now, you know, it's, it's free to play now. And when I hop in, it seems like people are still having a good time and that's because they followed up well they got the cosmetics they got the stuff they needed and it's not the biggest sensation in the world but for the kind of game that it is it seems to be doing pretty pretty good roller champions i think was poised to be that and it's upsetting that it seems like they're giving up on it um so quickly but with ubisoft man i don't know like i don't know what the what the change is gonna be yeah i mean honestly i think and look part of me feels like 
I'm just bitching because of the things I want to see, which is more single player games, right? That is the thing that I fell in love with Ubisoft for way back in the day and continued to love for so long. And then the moment they got started getting away from that is the moment I stopped loving them. I don't think that I'm the only one that feels that way. And when you start looking at their games, there's a ton of multiplayer stuff that they nailed. They nailed Rainbow Six, right? They yeah. totally nailed it. And it took time, and but they got there, and people love that. They have other examples that uh, – Division, right? People love Division, right? But mm-hmm. I feel like they need to get back to the core of it, of having tentpole, like, AAA single-player experiences that people look to Ubisoft for. And then the other things are kind of like, oh, yeah, and all that other stuff. Because right mm-hmm. now, it just kind of feels like they're just going after the trends. And it, as we all know with game development, the moment you're going after a trend, you're going to be six years behind by the time yeah. the games actually come out. Yeah. With Ubisoft, again, we'll have to wait and see. For now, let's talk about a different developer. Story number three, the Joker won't be in Gotham Knights. This is Rebecca Valentine at IGN. Iconic Batman villain The Joker won't be in WB Montreal's upcoming action RPG, uh, Gotham Knights, according to creative director Patrick Redding, speaking at a panel today at San Diego Comic-Con. And of course, this is written over the weekend. Uh, During a fan Q&A, Redding was asked if The Joker was in the game, to which he responded, no, but added, quote, I will not confirm or deny whether Harley is, end quote, indicating that Joker's clownish compatriot might make an appearance of some sort. Uh, Redding also confirmed that Batman is in fact really dead in Gotham Knights. Uh, He dies in the first 10 minutes, setting up the plot, and remains dead at the end of the game. He also added that there is exactly one Riddler question mark in all of Gotham Knights. At this same panel, we also got a look at a new trailer showing off Batgirl gameplay, uh, alongside more details about how the four heroes of the game, Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Robin, have distinct custom dialogue and cinematics depending on which one the player chooses to control at a given time. Uh, Tim, do you believe that Batman is dead? Well, yeah, I believe he's dead at the beginning and dead at the end, but what about the middle? They didn't spoil the game for us there. That's fair. I don't they know. They didn't say anything about the, Who knows? About the middle. Yeah, I mean, this is... I, I Gotham Knights, I should be more excited for, and I've somehow lost my excitement with each trailer <laughs> that they've shown off for it. I think what really killed my vibe was when they showed... I, it, it was either it was one of the Robins because there's multiple of these guys, right? Uh, no, there's Robin, Nightwing, and Red Hood. One of them had like a glider that looked like a Fortnite ass glider, and I saw that, and I was like, huh. And then I saw the menus for like the gear system, and I was like, huh. All right, this is one of this is gonna be one of those. And now I'm not as excited for Gotham Knights anymore, but I'm also excited for the people that are excited for it. Uh, people like Barrett Courtney. Oh, Barrett. I, I don't know if I'm I'm in that camp of fully excited for this game. Anymore. No, like, I mean. I'm not blind, Blessing. You just brought up, like, all of these kind of concerning things about this game. When they first revealed the gameplay, uh, what was that? Uh, when we were in the Dome, Tim. When we were when were we in the mm. Dome? Two years wow. ago at this point? I mean, we're still uh, there, yeah. some say. Yeah, we're still in the Dome, some say. Um, when they first revealed it and they showed off uh, Batgirl and, and Robin, like, oh, I was like, oh, like, this looks and uh, feels very familiar to what we know from, like, the Batman games. And, of course, like, we had to wait a couple, a, a little bit to see... Uh, Red Hood and Nightwing gameplay, and that's when we started being like, oh, we'll see about these characters, and then they start showing in the UI, and you're like, oh, remember Arkham Asylum and how it had, like, actual comic book UI and stuff like that? This looks not like that, and yeah, the more they show of it, the, the more I'm personally concerned. I think it's going to be a very cool, interesting story in a very uninspired open world, which is exactly what Arkham mm-hmm. Origins was, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as... <sighs> 
is yeah, they didn't Joker not the in the game as well? Because they've said this before. I, like, I want to bring up that point first. They said, remember when Arkham Origins, the last game they developed, it was like, ah, oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Black Mask game. It's Black Mask. It, 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 it's Black Mask. And then it was Joker. And then Arkham Knight, they're, ah, oh, it's an Arkham Knight game. And then it was Joker. Like, mm. they, they've done this before. So I don't believe for a second that Joker isn't in this game, uh, let alone Batman being dead. I think Tim brings up a great point, actually, that, like, he is dead at the beginning and then he is dead at the end. Because 100%, especially if you know the Court of Owls and, like, the technology that they use to bring back these, like, children from, like, hundreds of years ago and stuff, like... They've got the technology blessing, you know what I'm saying? To oh, yeah. resurrect people. So um I watched Arrow. Yeah, you watched Arrow. <laughs> they use they use that technology a lot in that in that show. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think Tim, I think Tim brings up a great point that uh a, a Batman will definitely be alive for a little bit and then be re dead by the uh, the end of it. Like actually dead, dead dead. Um dead, dead. I I hope Joker for, I, I hope they're being honest with the Joker thing, honestly, just because that was people's uh, complaints by the time we got to Arkham Knight where they're like, damn, all four of these games are about the Joker, huh? Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I, I hope they give, you know, just focus to other villains, focus to the Court of Owls and not turn it into a, ah, it was the Joker the whole time. He's uh, take off the Court of Owl mask and he's he's the Court of Owl, you know? So just, mm -hmm. God, yeah. Is uh, there, those are my two cents. Is there is there anything they could show you tomorrow, Barrett? That that would bring you back in fully, where you're like, okay, no, are this they is doing something tomorrow? They're not doing something tomorrow. Just oh. theoretically, like if they were to do something tomorrow. Oh, let's say like, mm. is the, has the dome happened yet? Is there a dome coming up? There's no is... official dome this year announced yet, okay. and I'm starting to feel like there won't be for multiple reasons. One being they just have Comic Con, two right. being a, a real Comic Con, which they haven't had the last couple of years while the dome existed, and the other thing is Ezra Miller, like, what are they oh, going to talk yeah. about, like? I think they need more time to figure some shit out for that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, if there was a Dome Tomorrow blessing to get me excited for this game, and I think three months exactly, I think, is the 25th of October is that game, is when that game's coming out. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to see um, the, them adapting the maze sequence in uh, the Court of Owls uh, uh, comic book uh run the original run of court of owls which i think they've teased a little bit but i would like to see more of that just to be more convinced that they have a good story up their sleeves because that's what that's personally what i'm looking for for wb montreal i'm less convinced that they're going to bring me back on the the open world design moment to moment gameplay i'll stick with batgirl since she seems to be the one who's closest to uh like batman gameplay so that's all i need for that so they just need to they need to nail just like fun and a good, fun, overarching story with fun possible side missions, and uh, that's what I need to be sold on right now. So if they if they tease a little bit more of like what the Court of Owls stuff is going to be, I think that's that would be the stuff to remind me of. Like, no, you are excited for this game. It's going to be yeah. a very good seven out of ten. There you go. Well, if that happened tomorrow, it would get Barrett Corny very hyped. But let me get you hyped today. Let me get you hyped by talk, telling you about patreon.com slash games, where you can go and get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. 
Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already? You're just gonna have to tell them to try again in the fall. You've got pool days, pride parades, bachelor parties, and beach vacations waiting for you because when you're living your best life, the last thing you wanna worry about is butt sweat. I'm Greg Miller and my butt never sweats because I wear MeUndies. You've heard it a million times. I like MeUndies so much from the first pair. I bought a whole bunch more and threw away the rest of my underwear. They're the best. MeUndies has the lightest, most breathable fabrics to keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. From undies to brawlers, to socks, to loungewear, to swimwear, you can find something for all your plans. MeUndies also releases new prints all the time, like their limited edition Pride Collection. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 15% off your first order, 25% off your first membership item, and 100% satisfaction guaranteed go to meundies.com slash kind of funny that's meundies.com slash kind of funny no one likes waiting on a paycheck especially when you've got bills due good thing there's chime now you can get your paycheck up to two days earlier with direct deposit that's up to two more days to save pay bills and generally just feel good about your money situation but chime is about more than just getting paid early it's also an award-winning mobile app checking account debit card and optional savings account so what are you waiting for hopefully not your paycheck Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancor Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on your payer. Story number four, Tim. This is an episode that's all about licensed games. Let's talk about Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, that looks to be launching in March 2023. Theoretically, uh, this is from Matt Lorigan at PlayStation Trophies. It seems that Star Wars Jedi Survivor is likely to be launching in the first few months of 2023. This comes from Twitter account PlayStation Game Size, which trawls through the depths of the PlayStation Store to find product pages for upcoming games and, as you might have guessed, let people know uh, their file size, if available. This time around, however, the account discovered the Wishlist Store uh, the wishlist store page for Star Wars Jedi Survivor with a release date listed as early March 2023. Since this gained a bit of traction, the date has now been changed to read, quote, to be determined, end quote. But it at least gives us a good idea of what date EA currently has in mind for the upcoming title. I say take this with a grain of salt because I feel like that could also just be um, uh, fiscal year stuff. Like March 2023 would be the end of that fiscal year. And I think oftentimes you have placeholders. But enough people have given this coverage to where I feel like it's worth putting out there. And Jeff Grubb was uh, in the chat earlier saying that he uh, uh, kind of co-signs that um, oh. this fiscal year kind of uh, idea for Jedi Survivor. Mm. Mm, interesting. March sounds right to me, though. Like, I know you that so? what sounds right to me doesn't mean shit when it comes to game development nowadays. But I March, I would buy that that is the target that they're trying to hit for the game. Because I feel like they wouldn't want to get too much later than that um, getting into that summer area. Like, th- this to me feels like a, a November game or a march game yeah especially with the uh, rumors before the game had come like uh been fully revealed it was like they were trying to figure out if they could get this game out this year so i think that mm. the march is probably a, a general placeholder because of fiscal year stuff but i think that's probably because they're trying to get this game out this fiscal year because yeah. you know it's, yeah. and, if the, and if the plan is this f- fiscal year i think that area makes sense too because i uh, dead space i believe is currently january so i and listen ea has done crazier things but i w- wouldn't think that they'd want those to compete directly with each other uh coming out around the same time and so february march and Mar- march more specifically i think could make sense for that um but 
We got more to talk about when it comes to Jedi Survivor. With story number five, speaking of Star Wars, uh, we got some Cal Kestis toys at Comic-Con. Uh, I'm pulling Ooh-wee. from Andrew Reiner at Game Informer. Kev, you can pull up the images of these because these look cool. And we have a lot to talk about here. Hasbro announced a Cal Kestis vintage collection figure is on the way. And it gives us a clear look at the protagonist's new attire. Standing at 3.75 inches uh, in height, uh, this figure features a nice range of articulation and comes with a blue lightsaber in BD-1, his companion. As you can see, Cal no longer wears a poncho and has some facial hair. Uh, the most interesting aspect of the Cal figure is the blaster accessory. Is this a hint at Survivor of featuring running and gunning along with the expected Jedi action? Or could it be a weapon that he uses in a story sequence? We'll have to wait and find out. But it is a strange item to be included with the action figure. I hate his shitty little beard, and I think it just looks bad because no, it's on this what? action figure. What? Oh, what? I think he's he's gonna look dope. I, this okay. Action figure beards always hard to pull off. It ain't pulling it off here. I think he's gonna look dope. Um, but what gets me way more excited than Calcas's new look here is this battle droid, baby. Kev, can you keep going over? If you just keep on sliding, or maybe you have to go scroll down. Yeah, there we go. Look oh, at that guy. guy. Look at him. Whoa. Look at him. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's pretty cool. What do you think this means, Barrett? Oh, that's interesting. I wonder, I remember, I forget if it was like Star Wars, the original Star Wars Battlefront, or maybe it was Battlefront 2 because it actually had the story mode. Um, They played around with like, uh, there is a, um, a sect of uh, uh, battle droids that like weren't shut down in the process of transitioning over to the the Empire and stuff like that, and I wonder if they're gonna play around with that idea of like someone, um, you know, like uh, took their own like uh, group of battle droids that are still operational on like a on a hidden planet, and there's stuff like there's stuff similar to that in um I think like Star Wars uh, Rebels and, and uh, similar stuff. So um, who's in charge of them? I have no idea. But that Roger Percorny. Ooh. Whoa. He's twist, in the game? Roger mm-hmm. Roger himself? Mm-hmm. Listen, wow. Breaking I'm excited. News. I'm excited for you nerds and your Star Wars lore talk. But I'm more excited about the fact that they gave my guy Cal Kestis a fucking gun. They gave him a gat. He's gonna be uh, he's gonna be out Bless there. Bless it. Shooting so, up uh, these droids. I, I wanna yeah, I wanna talk about the the gun there. Cause you like you and Andy are the biggest uh, you know, souls people here. This game is uh, partly mm-hmm. inspired by Souls Combat. Yeah. Do you think the gun is gonna be something similar to uh, oh, like uh Bloodborne? Bloodborne where it's like more of oh. like a stun thing rather than like actual like attack and stuff like that? Honestly, that'd be sick as hell. And uh, uh, that that would make more sense i the, like the article calls out the idea that you know maybe it's just used for cutscenes, which i think could also make a, a lot of sense but yeah like thinking about the way the combat in the game works it's hard for you to think about like oh really well, you want third person shooting in there as well that seems like a stretch for what the combat of the game is and how it works and how fun it is as it is as this souls like inspired uh game but if it is you know if you play bloodborne your gun is often used as a, as a, a, a parry and so when your enemy is going for an attack, every time your gunshot right, right, like that'll then mm. stun them for you to then go in for the visceral attack. That for me is very fun gameplay. I love that shit in Bloodborne, and I wish more games would do that. Uh, and so like if that's what they're going for here, I think that could be dope. But this is more fast paced than something like Bloodborne, right? This is it's almost true. more more Sekiro-ish um, uh, in speed. And so I don't know if it'll work as well, but I could I see, I could see them going that. I just want it to be a straight up fucking gun. I think that'd shoot? be really cool. Why? Yeah. why? I, Jervis also brings up in the chat that we have to remember that in the trailer, he gets his uh, lightsaber assumedly uh, taken away. So there might be a, like a good portion of, uh, of a segment where we don't even have the lightsaber and we have to use this gun instead. I think that's cool. 
I think that could be really cool to kind of break up the gameplay and just kind of switch it up, especially uh, thinking about how powerful he is at the end of Fallen Order and that weird Metroid thing of like stripping your powers and like, how are they going to explain that? What are they going to do? I feel like a good way to solve that problem is give him a different weapon with a different style that he still has his force powers. He still has things he can do, but it changes the, the gameplay. And like, I think that could be really fascinating for the game. Hell yeah. Well, shout out to Comic-Con and this this toy reveal for giving us so much to think about when it comes to the Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, Cal Kestis, be careful with that gun. And more importantly, I'm just happy the poncho's gone. Like I was like, you didn't the like the poncho? poncho? I was all right with the poncho, but I was not all right with 15 ponchos. You know what the I mean? The, the poncho customization was so disappointing. Yeah, because right, they were mostly you. dumb colors, too. Like, you find, like, a good color, like, earlier on in the game, and you're like, all right, cool. And then you find, like, all of these ridiculous ones. You're like, I'm never going to use this. I do yeah. like the BD-1 colors and the the um, the ship that they use, like, all the different colors for that. So, like, keep those, Dude, but I'm done with BD-1 monsters. customization, the lightsaber customization, the ship customization, awesome. Sick. Sick as hell. And then Cal Kestis, you're like, oh, here's a poncho, and here's a slightly less brown poncho. And oh, hey. <laughs> More and then, like, poncho. all of, like, his actual clothes, you can also change, but there's only, like, four colors. <laughs> yeah, and you can't see it because there's a poncho over it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hop into story number six. Square Enix's Tactics Ogre uh, remake leaks again and is coming this November. Uh, this is Michael McWherter at Polygon. Square Enix's still unannounced remake of classic strategy RPG Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, is coming to PS4 and PS5 on November 11th, according to leaked details from Sony's PlayStation Store. Those details posted by PlayStation Deals, or sorry, PS Deals, uh, includes uh, new screenshots of Tactics Ogre Reborn and a long list of improvements to the original game. Those improvements include new high-definition graphics, revamped anime AI, fully voiced cutscenes in both English and Japanese, and music that's been re-recorded with live performances. Tactics Ogre Reborn also includes new quality of life features like quicker paced battles, auto saves, and a quote, complete overhaul to, to the controls and the UI, end quote, according to the game's description. Square Enix appears to have also revised the class-wide level management system used in the 2010 remake of Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together for PlayStation Portable. Reborn has been updated to use a unit-by-unit level system. Uh, Tim, are you a Tactics Ogre person? Does this do anything for you? No, I'm not a Tactics Ogre person, uh, specifically because I never really played Tactics games until uh, Fire Emblem. Uh, on the GameCube, mm-hmm. and then I kind of fell in love with that, and then I, I dabbled with other ones, but Tactics Org is not one that I got into, but I do know that it is beloved. Like, people love this franchise, and specifically this game, this version of the game. Uh, but what's interesting about this, Bless, is the headline here is Tactics Ogre Remake Leaks Again. Do you remember where this game first leaked? Uh, oh, man. We're talking about an industry that leaks all the time. Was this the one that leaked because the the songwriter or, like, no. song artist? That was a different This is one? yet another game. From the NVIDIA leak. Oh, is it? Yes, it is. Interesting. Yeah. So, oh. evidence number 9002. If there's games left on that NVIDIA like, leak, they're gonna come. Oh, shit. That's fascinating. I did not realize that. Uh, I think it was dope just for remakes. You know, I'm, I'm also not uh, that big of a tactics ogre person, but, you know, I also wasn't a live alive person until they put out a remake. And guess what? I am now a, li- a live alive person. And so, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm happy that I'm happy with where we're at in terms of the way remakes are coming out in the in the breadth and different types of remakes that happen. I was just having this conversation actually yesterday with the homie Rebecca Valentine at IGN. We we got into a big big old nerdy conversation about Live Alive, and that turned into a big old nerdy conversation about video game remakes and why you see video game remakes so often as opposed to like any other medium, and also the opportunities that you have with video game remakes to kind of be 
self-reflective about the original thing that came out. Yeah, I think the biggest example recently has been Final Fantasy VII Remake and what that did uh, in terms of analyzing that game's own story, following up on it, and then also being this meta commentary on what remakes are. You know, there's so there's so many cool things you could do with that. Even even Live Alive has moments of oh snap! All right, this is kind of being a bit self-reflective um, and 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 you know taking some liberties in terms of what Live Alive was and what Live Alive is and what Live Alive can do in 2022. Um, and I, I like seeing some of that stuff. You know, sometimes it's a lot. You know, sometimes you get the the, the FF7 remakes that really go for it and kind of turn it into a different thing. But I also think that those are so fascinating and I love that those exist. And so, yeah, Hell keep yeah. on putting out them remakes, um, especially the games that might be up my alley that I did not play originally. Tactics Ogre, we'll see if I play that because I'm generally not a strategy type person. But again, Live Alive had that kind of combat system, and I really liked it, so we'll see. Final Fantasy Tactics is the one that I'm waiting for. That was on the leak uh, mm -hmm. for the NVIDIA, and that is the game that I would love to really get into and, and give its due, because I've only heard amazing things about it. That's um, one where, if they did if they did a remake of that, I would check it out, because I've heard so many people talk about how good uh, Final Fantasy Tactics is. Um, that and Chrono Trigger. I tweeted this out the other day that after playing Live Alive in HD2D, I've all, like I've always heard about Chrono Trigger, and I've listened to the soundtrack just because I like video game music, even if I haven't played the game. Um, and Chrono Trigger is one that I've always wanted to go to, and I've given it I've given it a couple of tries, but because you know I'm a millennial and my attention span is so little, I get an hour in and I'm like, ah oh, man, I don't know if this is engaging me as much, and I end up falling. You off. been to that festival a thousand times and never got past you know, it. One thousand. Oh, I got past the <laughs> festival. I just didn't get far past it. Uh, but yeah, like I've done that a thousand times, and I'm like, dude, if they make if they made an HD 2D thing that modernized it a little bit but also just made it look real pretty and redid the music and all this stuff oh my god i'll be so into that on switch oh, oh my god oh my god chrono trigger soundtrack bless you don't know you just Dude. don't fucking know it is incredible and yeah an hd2d hd2d remakes i want of everything but the three things i'd want most in the world one bless mm. final fantasy six two chrono mm. trigger three this doesn't even make sense but fuck it i'm gonna say it pokemon oh a pokemon hd2 that'd be Let's sick go. actually Let's That'd be go. very fascinating if they do that. I mean, Let's Go was kind of that, you know? No. <laughs> let's, no. let's go. It was, it, was, it, was, it was close enough. It was an um, HD 2D. Now, I'm going to say something that, um, I, that I, I, I'm going to regret immediately. But I saw something in the chat that I saw, so all of you need to hear. Mm -hmm. Bander SN says, Jeff Grubb raised me, but NVIDIA leak is my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Shout out to Vander SN for for that one. Is uh did, was FF6 HD2D not already announced or leaked or something? No. Oh, it's man. just everybody just was trying to will it into existence. Okay, yeah. Probably when I put out the Chrono Trigger tweet, I could have sworn a lot of people responding to it being like, "Oh, it's happening. FF6 is happening." Oh, I think it was Dragon Quest that I'm thinking of. Dragon Quest 3 HD2D is the one that I think is is actually happening. And yes. So, that they're gonna cool. keep making those things and you know what give them all to me you know Good. go to trigger earthbound hd 2d i know that's not square but like it's nintendo and i'm sure that could happen i'll be totally down for that give me fucking mother 3 hd 2d oh that'd like, be sick yeah they did live I mean, alive yeah which yeah, not man. many people were asking for and it was dope people are asking for mother 3 give me mother 3 hd 2d i mean me. look and that's the thing it's like obviously square is is their own thing so it's like the, them collaborating would be weird but it's not unprecedented we've seen companies collaborate on games before in in ways that would surprise you smash brothers with bandai namco we got you know Star Fox assault with uh mm. capcom we have uh sega with f-zero on the gamecube so it's like there that it could happen y'all it could happen 
Uh, I'm I have a long flight this week, bless, mm-hmm. which means I have two long flights. You know, what I'm oh, yeah. I gotta get oh, there, get yeah. back. Guess what that means? You you hopping in a live live? Oh, I'm live, alive in it up, baby. That oh, in neon oh, white. Yeah. That in neon oh, white. Are my two, my two plane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that. That's that double hitter quitter. You're gonna have such a good time on those flights. Let me tell you. Yeah. That sounds like a great time. Uh, let's hop into story number seven. Microsoft is speeding up the Xbox Series X and S boot time. This is Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft is speeding up the boot time of its Xbox Series X and S consoles. In the latest Xbox Insider test builds of the Xbox dashboard, the cold boot startup time has been reduced by around five seconds. Microsoft was able to speed up the boot sequence by creating a shorter boot up animation. Xbox testers noticed a faster boot up time recently, uh, and Microsoft confirms the changes uh, on Friday. Josh Muncy, director of Xbox Integrated Marketing, says the company created, quote, a shorter boot time animation uh, of about four seconds from the original boot up animation of about nine seconds seconds, helping to reduce the overall startup time, end quote. Xbox Series X and S owners will only benefit from the speedier boot times if they have their consoles set to energy saver mode instead of standby mode. Energy saver mode means the console fully powers off instead of entering a standby state. This means that you can't power on the console immediately and immediately start playing, but energy saver is friendlier for electric bills and for the planet. Um, this is fascinating to me just for the fact that I, it seems like they could they could have done this the whole time. It wasn't a matter of like power or SSD. It was mainly a power. It was mainly a matter of oh yeah, just make the boot sequence shorter. Just make a shorter a shorter uh, uh, video. Just export it and put it in there so people can play their games faster. I think that's funny, but also cool and good on your Microsoft for updating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Last story of the day. Story number eight. Lord of the Rings Gollum has been delayed this comes directly from their twitter they posted one of them images with the text on it that reads <laughs> first of all i love these images with the text let me tell you every time i see one of these i'm like oh shit what's oh, about to happen uh first of all we would like to thank all of you for your patience and support so far over the last years our team has been working hard to bring you a remarkable story in a breathtaking world filled with magic and wonder we're dedicated to meeting our community's expectations and uncovering the untold story of Gollum in a way that honors the vision of J.R.R. Tolkien. That being said, in order to deliver the best possible experience, we have decided to push the release of Lord of the Rings Gollum by a few months. We'll update you uh, uh, with an exact timing in the near future. We're grateful for our passion. Our, we're grateful for our passionate community, and we cannot wait to share this unique adventure with you soon. Now. This is an interesting one because I swear to God, it was only about a week ago, or maybe a week or two ago, where they actually announced that the date was September uh, 1st, 2022. And if you're like me, you've probably heard the name, the title, Lord of the Rings Golem, for years and forgot what it was. Well, this is the you're... first next-gen game announced. Yes. That's the, that's the only thing I know this game for, is being the, the first next-gen title announced but like I couldn't tell you shit about what this game is, and I've not heard anybody talk about this game in terms of the actual game itself. And so, with that, I want to actually take a little peek into what the fuck is Lord of the Rings Gollum. Okay. Uh, Kevin, I have a link to the YouTube. Uh, I want to watch it together. Before we actually start the video, I'll read through the Steam description of the game. Uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum is a story-driven action adventure. Take on a perilous journey as Gollum, chasing the only thing that is precious to him. Gollum is skillful and cunning, but also torn by a split personality. One mind, two egos, you decide. Uh, Kevin, if you're able to pull up the video and click play on it, so me and Tim... To remind ourselves, what the fuck is Lord of the Rings Golem? Oh man, that voice. That Golem voice. Something calls us Golem. 
What is it, precious? The precious, of course. The precious. We want it. We want it. That's definitely not the Andy Serkis, right? Must stay in the shadows. I don't think so, no. <laughs> I highly <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> It's so hard to be nice. It's so yeah. hard. Like, oh my god! And also, let it be known, Andy Cortez is a fucking nerd. What do you say? No, just he likes Lord of the Rings. Oh, he's just one of the Lord of the Rings nerds. <laughs> he's one of the Lord of the Rings nerds. I forget where you stand on Lord of the Rings. Is that not no, your? I, I, your I, jokes aside, I respect the hell out of it. It's not my favorite thing, but we did in review uh, two years ago now, and like, it definitely changed my mind about the the franchise. Where I'm like, all right, I got to admit. They they bring the fucking heat with those damn movies, man. Okay, okay. I'm like I'm not a Lord of the Rings person, but like I did, I fucking love Shadow of Mordor, and I I enjoyed Shadow of War as well. So I'm down with Lord of the Rings video games, except for this one. Goddamn, <laughs> like I for a game that was announced as one of the first next gen, or like had one of the first next gen reveals, that did not look next gen. That looked like a early PS3 game. Um, yeah, I hey. mean I just don't understand why they haven't made a Clerks game yet. Like, what the fuck? Why are they wasting their time on this? It's all fucking it's... politics. You know I do. Yeah. God. Video games, man. Jeff Grubb, get on it. Talk to somebody. Tim, Where's the clerk's game? I'm, I'm curious about how this Lord of Rings Golem game uh, hits the world when it finally comes out on store mm-hmm. shelves and digital mm-hmm. platforms. But that is just so far away. If I wanted to know what's coming out today on, short, on store shelves and digital platforms, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got Bump Jump for PS5. A little Bump Jump. Bump Jump. We got My Cute Unicorns coloring book for Switch. What? Yeah, you heard me. My Cute Unicorns coloring book. That is out today for Switch. And then End Zone's Distant Planets DLC. Sorry, End Zone's Distant Places DLC is now available on PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, We got one new date for you. Papers, Please is coming to mobile on August 5th. And then Deal of the Day. This comes from Wario64. Supergiant Games is having a sale on GOG. You can get Bastion for $2.99, Transistor for $3.99, and then Pyre for $4.99. Now it's time kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong where you write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunny games and listening later on podcast services around the globe uh kebab says you can in fact turn off the poncho in jedi fallen order unless you're a new game plus where it's replaced with an inquisitor outfit so there you go i don't know if that was a year i don't know if we said that you can't take it off but i'll take it as additional info appreciate it i think that's it tim did say that Oh, okay. Well, then shame on Tim. I said a lot of things. 
This week's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily go like this. Uh, tomorrow, you're getting Janet Garcia and Gary Witta. On Wednesday, you're getting me and Janet. Thursday, you're getting me and Mike. And then Friday, you're getting me and Tim. A me-ass week of Kind of Funny Games Daily. So strap in, everybody. Strap you, in, everybody. If you watch this live on Twitch, Games Daily Bled. If you're watching this on Twitch right after this is Greg and Mike with another edition of the kfw if you want to catch that stream later you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny games now i saw the tweet that greg put out with like the, a, a logo uh is it, uh-huh. is it is it an e3t's like what was that so it's, kevin can you bring what, it up possibly um yes i could bring it up give me a second it's e3 is the name of this uh what is it called uh the, the pay-per-view pay-per-view that we're doing yeah can we do that legally is that is that allowed uh sh- shut up no <laughs> it's distinctly different. Kev, it's distinctly different. Kev, real, to end the show, can you bring up what I just slacked you? Uh, Cameron I'm, Kennedy, I'm man. still trying my hardest to bring up the first thing. Give me two seconds. Oh, no. Yeah, I'll get it. How's he doing that? A big shout out to Campfire Designs, who did the E3 logo. The, the, the KW. Incredible. Oh, yeah. my God. Great. Oh, there it is. Got it. Finally. There it goes. Boom. So good. The it's KW is one of my favorite wrestling leagues. This is incredible. So good. Uh, and but, and yeah, also, to end the show here, I just want to say Cameron Kennedy, man, out here leaking everything. This was supposed to be for SDCC fans only in Hall H. Oh, Phase four shit. of the in-review leaked, man. God, Cameron. Oh, we're finally getting you. Spy Kids in review? Let's fucking go, man. And the, the Santa Claus. Dude, yeah, the Santa Joe Claus Dirt. universe is crazy, by the way. There's a big old conspiracy theory there. That yeah, Kevin's been, been pushing for Joe Dirt for a time. while. Holy cow, dude. Never seen the hype, sequel. Man. Neither have I. That's fucking good. What's the name of the saga? The, oh god, I don't even know. <laughs> someone in chat, someone in the comments, let us know what is what is the name of that saga? Phase four of the fucking kind of funny interview. Let us know in chat. For now, remember this has been kind of funny games daily. Each and every day live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.